Hey guys, welcome to the Moral Minority Show. I am joined by uh, my buddy Kennedy. Um, Kennedy's become going to become more frequent on the show, uh, and we're excited for that. Um, he loves having these kind of conversations with me for whatever reason, and so <laughs> wants to do it in a more uh, formal space of uh, of the podcasting and media world. And so, yeah, uh, one of the things we're really excited about is we're going to have kind of alternative things going on we want to have out we got one series going on where we're talking about tenants of fascism and how they seem to be creeping back into society and how we want to challenge and address those ideas um for a new world and with also with theology um but then we're also going to do episodes where we just want to straight up talk about what's going on currently in society, what's happening in pop culture, what's happening in sports, um, to continue to have our pulse on what's going on in the world and engage that stuff with uh, uh, with brilliant idiocy. Mm. Because I think we're both brilliant, but I also think, I guess I'll speak for myself, I'm also an idiot. Yeah, so You can speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so Kennedy, you're here and... Um, I, I, I think I want to start this with talking about your guy, yeah. Dak Prescott, yeah. from the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason I want to start with him is because I think there's a couple things going on. So one, we both live in Dallas. When Dak got hurt, it was a, just a, a monumental moment because the Dallas Cowboys just mean a lot here. I'm a Saints fan. I don't really care about the Dallas Cowboys, but they mean a lot here. And you know it was a big story when you lose game one and humiliating. But actually, I was at a, I was at a, I was at Pluckers, and <laughs> one of the trivia questions. Well, we were at Pluckers. You were there. I forgot. Uh, the one of the trivia questions at Pluckers was uh, what NFL team was the only team in week <laughs> one to not score a touchdown, and uh, I laughed uh, profusely. It was amazing. Uh, so it was, a, it was an embarrassing week one loss to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> and uh, and then Dak gets hurt, and so there's like, oh my gosh, like, um, you know, what, what, what you know, what what is what does our season look like going forward? And so I think there's two things that I'd love for us to talk about. One, like just the nature of that moment and the nature of just Dak as a quarterback and genuine critiques of his week one performance and genuine critiques of like what did that actually mean for the Cowboys and were have we overhyped that like all that but I also want to talk about the phenomena of like the types of criticisms that black quarterbacks mm -hmm. get and how we can polish those criticisms and make them more universal criticisms that all quarterbacks should get and mm -hmm. not specifically the types of criticisms that black quarterbacks get mm -hmm. so with all of that said talk about your embarrassing cowboys and then mm -hmm. talk about hey well we are two in one um, <laughs> and so uh you know we uh, don't want to live in the past check other yeah no but no i i that game one was definitely <clears throat> embarrassing uh that's the only game we have of a dac right now and uh to be honest, I didn't expect us to win anyway, even if he did have a good game. Um, the Bucks are kind of a more complete team than we are. We, I think they kept most of their core roster, and, and the Cowboys kind of lost Amari Cooper, Randy Gregory, some offensive linemen, um, so just kind of players throughout the roster. And, uh, and so I think a lot of Cowboys fans were expecting this season to be 
kind of uh, subpar, maybe not as good as last year. And uh, but no, you scored three points. That's just embarrassing. Um, I don't really care about your injury at that point. Like you just weren't good, and mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't all his fault. The offensive line, actually, they were they were okay. Um, the defense was. I think solid to hold him 19 to 19 points, but run game really wasn't there. Your receivers looked pretty, uh, pretty new. So, I mean, you expect some of that, but at the same time, like that interception, I think he threw it into like, it might've been triple coverage. Um, and it was, it was just a terrible read, which is unfortunate because, uh, because, talking about black quarterbacks that's <laughs> we will get there audience for we'll those of you who aren't sports people we will get to why that is a stereotype amongst yeah. black quarterbacks but yeah that's a that's an unfortunate stereotype that he you know unfortunately <laughs> it, happens. it happens like everyone has I eat watermelon but... <laughs> I eat chicken but uh you know. but no yeah the uh um, <clears throat> My issue with him, I actually, I think he's a good quarterback. I'd say above average. I'm not as high on him as probably most Cowboys fans, but my issue with him is from his first year till now, he's pretty much always had good offensive lines. This might be his weakest. Mm. Last year was probably his weakest before this season, and it was still one of the better, probably top 10 to 15. So it was better than most teams Mm. in the NFL. Uh, held him to, I think, the sixth least amount of sacks. Um, so you can say what you want. He had Amari Cooper, had CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup was there part of the season. Dalton Schultz, he just franchise tagged him. He had mm-hmm. a lot of yards and, and was kind of a security blanket for him at times. Uh, your defense had two defensive player of the year candidates. Mm-hmm. You had other supporting pieces. That's I mean, last year I thought was the best year that – you could set him up with of okay going to the playoffs you're playing against a pedestrian quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo and for whatever reason this is not just a trend in last season but really since after his rookie season just he doesn't seem to be able to utilize his talent well enough to actually win against mm. big teams and that's my biggest critique I'm sure a lot of people are throwing up because they have some excuse for Oh, Dak, his teams aren't as good. I see that all the time on Twitter. It's annoying. <laughs> uh, Colin Cowherd had a great piece on, on, I thought it was flawless, of, of how he's had amazing talent and his record against uh, top good competition teams, yeah. uh, playoff teams is, I think, six, no, 12 and 21. Mm-hmm. And if you break it down, six of those came from the Eagles, and five of those wins were, they were like a 500 team that just happened to make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you really, like, six and 17 against, teams that <laughs> yeah were uh what do you call it um playoff the, teams out of your yeah. your division so I, that's, yeah. yeah that's just my my critique <clears> of him <throat> is you know will your team to some victories against teams you shouldn't be that's what that's what you're supposed to do when you're elite even like when you're just really good like Romo did it with with the 49ers when he had cracked ribs and a punctured lung mm-hmm. did it against the Colts when Peyton Manning was there and won the Super Bowl Mm-hmm. Um, did it against the uh, Seahawks when I think they won the Super Bowl that year. And 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 it's not much to ask because every quarterback in the league is being asked to do that. Like right. quarterbacks are the most valuable and well skilled and trained position in football right now because literally, like they are like they they are the biggest commodity in football, mm-hmm. and so th- they have. Yeah, they have the most pressure, and that's why you are going to see like some of the most like 
pedestrian performances just because of the level of execution that we expect from them now like some of these pedestrian performances were actually adequate like maybe 20 years ago mm-hmm. 15 years ago um but they're but they're not anymore you, you were you know after drew Brees putting up the numbers he put up and peyton manning and and tom brady and you know like there's just an aaron Rodgers. there's a level of quarterbacking that we now expect but that also means that since you were like six years old, mm-hmm. you were getting a level of training that almost no other position was getting. Right. With, you know, precision and the study and the devotion and working on your accuracy and working on your arm and pocket presence. And, and so there, there are just things that we're going to expect from the quarterback position. And quarterbacks live up to that. Joe Burrow took a average a slightly above average Bengals team to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. I mean keep it a buck that offensive line was awful mm-hmm. they had great wide receivers who were young as hell and a good running back a coach that wasn't that good a great kicker and a defense that just played above its head mm-hmm. and they got to a freaking Super Bowl right you know what I mean like Lamar, look at what Lamar Jackson's out here doing. Look at Tua Toy, uh, Tua. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Right. <laughs> Tonga Viola, I, still don't know I think him. I got to know. <laughs> right. uh, he's an Alabama guy, so I don't need to pronounce his name accurately. But, like, it's like we expect a lot from quarterbacks, and they, uh, we also see a high level of performance. So we should see a high level of performance from Dak. Yeah. But as we transition over. There has been a long-standing idea that, particularly when it comes to black quarterbacks, that there are skill sets that they have that maybe their white counterparts don't have, mm-hmm. but that those skill sets are very minimal in comparison to the assets and the pros that white quarterbacks have. And so the the disparities that we create between the black and the white quarterback is like, well, the white quarterback is... Um, they're uh, they're very um, cerebral. They're remarkably intelligent. They um, uh, are pocket passers that have incredible accuracy with the ball. Mm. Um, uh, they uh, they lead teams well. They mm. call audibles at the line of scrimmage because they can read defenses very well. Mm. Which is you see, that you, um, I know you'll probably talk about this but you know when they're mad on the sideline it's passion yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. we'll a, get to that we'll get to that we'll get to that uh that guy in tampa who's <laughs> an entitled uh, fr- fragile <laughs> individual um but like yeah like there is just an understand and then with a black quarterback the stereotypes that have come over time is like well they're incredibly athletic they can run really fast they're bigger stronger mm-hmm. um but you know like they're not very accurate with the football they they're not they don't read defense as well um you know like uh they they can be pouty they can be divas um they can they can be entitled um and quite frankly they're uh they are a more of a battering ram than an efficient like offensive mind. They don't call great audibles at the line. They, but boy, can they make a great run every yeah, now and then. They, they get like the the grit praise of yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tough win by by Cam Newton. One hundred percent. Not these playing. And sometimes they're freaks of nature, and yeah. they, you know. But but I but I think 
you know, I think that was what I was so encouraged when you were critiquing that you were heavily critiquing, you were immensely critiquing, you were profusely critiquing that on Twitter. Um, (laughs) But one of the things that you strayed away from was you critiqued him off of universal quarterback standards Mm. instead of, like, when I look at, so LSU has a quarterback right now, Jaden Daniels, Mm who's being heavily critiqued by our community based off of racist stereotypes. Yeah, okay. It's like he 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 doesn't read defense as well. He yeah. he only reads like he only, he only has like a couple reads and then he pulls the ball down and runs and it's like it, literally there was a drive in the game where we were down 13 up in the Mississippi State. We went on to win that game 31 to 16. So let me repeat that. We were down 13 to nothing. We went on to win the game 31 to 16. So it's a 31 to 3 run. But we were down 13 nothing. It was a 2 minute drive. And Jaden Daniels, our quarterback, has this great two-minute drive. He goes like 70, 80 yards, but a lot of it was him scrambling and getting these big chunks of yards. And literally there was like kind of like in the crowd of like, why does he keep running? It's like, he's literally putting you back in the game. Mm. He's using <laughs> like Tom Brady can't do that. Okay, uh, Peyton Manning can't do that. Drew Brees can't do that. Like they don't have the legs to go get like – 40 yards on like three scrambles right. and get you in a position and then he throws the touchdown mm-hmm. it was a great read it was a little bubble screen on the outside it was, he throws the and I'm just like we do such a bad job of rating and um, analyzing black quarterbacks mm-hmm. because we overemphasize the racist stereotyped traits and we say, like, before this season, Lamar Jackson can't throw. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, did he prove that wrong. And I know it's only three games, but, I mean, he's, yeah, he's he slinging it. <laughs> Even, you know what I'm, saying? I'm I'm not 100% sold on Jalen Hurts, but he's showing, you know. He looks amazing. He looks great. I lost him in fantasy. Yeah. He put up, like, a 33-point piece and made me lose week two. I'm 0-3 in fantasy right now. Yeah, that's because you're, uh, what did you use, uh brilliantly idiotic, idiotic or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. More, that's where the idiotic <laughs> <laughs> and i and i have to take that on the chin uh, um, but yeah what, what, what would you because you, you did such a i just noticed like such a great job of like properly critiquing him instead mm-hmm. of like falling into any of the traps of stereotypes yeah um what well, I, I mean i think that yeah kind of to your credit i you know what you were pointing out of like maybe you know, you're critiquing based off of a standard you have at the quarterback position. Um, you you ex- like you said, you expect a lot from the QB position. Of you're kind of the most important player in the field. The NFL makes all sorts of rules to protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, your team is pretty much built around you, mm-hmm. and so if you have the talent, if you have the tools, and you're not getting it done, then I you know it's completely fair to criticize. And I think. With some of these players, it is. I think it's a fair criticism to critique people's ability to read defenses, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're black or white. I just mm-hmm. think that if you're gonna do it, make you sure you do it to everyone. Do it to everybody. Kirk yeah, Cousins can't read defenses. Yeah, you know, I, or and, and mm-hmm. like I, you know, I think like <clears throat> also crediting people who can, like 
Russell Wilson has always been known to be one of the more cerebral quarterbacks, and yes, it's a black quarterback. Yes. But obviously, Patrick Mahomes is kind of considered, you know, top two or three. Mm-hmm. Many people consider him the best uh, quarterback when it's all said uh, and done at the end of the season, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, he's mixed, you know. But at the same time, that's actually interesting because Russell Wilson kind of gives you a maybe softer, kind of short, mm-hmm. um, um, nerdy type of vibes, mm-hmm. um, and and then of course Patrick Mahomes is. Is uh kind is of a mixed, frat mixed boy, in, yeah, yeah, you know, light skin and you know, shout out to light skins, you know, yeah, right, right. Drake. Uh, <laughs> J. Cole, you know, Karen, you know, <laughs> Keep going. but anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, so it, there is like that kind of privilege of like, okay, you know, how you appear can also kind of make a difference in how people, but like, yeah, Lamar Jackson is out here, you know, he's slinging it, um. And he gets better at that, I think, pretty much every year. So yeah. I think that's something to take into consideration of, like, he came out of college. Yeah, he didn't know how to read defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty much just an athlete. Mm-hmm. But, like, being slow to judge people based off of their first and second season is something I think that fans just need to do a better job of anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and then yeah I don't I don't know if I don't know if there's anything that you need or want to add to no. kind of how to I, judge. I just think I just think at the end of the day like like that is a that's a it's a trap that's set for us as a society mm-hmm. when we talk about black quarterbacks is to lean on those old racist stereotypes mm-hmm. because at the like we literally there's a reason we didn't have a lot in the 90s and the early 2000s mm-hmm. is because literally coaches were because they would play quarterback in high school, and then by the time they would get to, like, college, especially late college, or start to look into their pro career, it was like, uh, hey, brother, you sure you don't want to be a linebacker or a safety oh, or yeah. a running well, back? Well, even or... as kids, they would, like, <clears throat> you know, you would get pushed to, like, oh, yeah, let's, let's – coaches would oftentimes mm-hmm. choose, like, where, where kids are going to play and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's put you at receiver. Let's put you at – Yeah. You can try out a quarterback, but I might not take you seriously. Right. Unless you have good enough legs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, remind me, like, I could be missing this. Do we have yet black quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame? There's a couple, right? Maybe um, is Warren Moon, Moon in there? Yeah, Warren Moon's in there. Um that's incredible. I don't because we're we're actually we have a lot of black quarterbacks right who are now. gonna be yeah right, right now know? who are elite quarterbacks, but in the Hall of Fame, I don't know that there's that many. And that's why. And so yeah. what I'm saying is like as as we're in this era where you're going to see more and more black quarterbacks, mm-hmm. if we're gonna be critical, let's be critical off of universal standards mm-hmm. and not based off of old stereotypes. Yeah. Which leads me to two very entitled. Mm. quarterbacks we'll start with the criminal and then we'll move to the entitled uh so brett Favre, ladies and gentlemen for those of you don't know for those of you that don't know who brett Favre is he is a quarterback from hattiesburg mississippi he's a terrible person yes yes and 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 honestly has been kind of a, a diva his whole career but was really electric on the football field um really a gunslinger just like was just like really fun energetic like really celebratory after he was scored touchdowns and like um john madden actually led to a lot of his like kind of pomp and celebration john madden was a great nfl commentator who was really celebratory of brett Favre after he made plays especially on like monday night football and things of that nature and so and look brett Favre had a phenomenal career i remember the game after his dad died Mm, where he threw yeah. four touchdowns against the Raiders. It yeah. was, like, magical, it right. felt like. He was on 
fire. And to play a game after your dad died, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I don't know what what emotional, like, state you need right. to be in. Like, he was, like, crying during the game, yeah, understandably yeah, so. Yeah, like, you know, like, very impressive. Right. So he, but he, Hall of Famer, incredible quarterback, mm-hmm. um, lost to the Saints on their way to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, when he threw a pig-headed interception because his gunslinger mentality was also kind of a vice in his quarterback. But, so it's interesting. Black quarterbacks can't read defenses, yeah. but Brett Favre threw the most interceptions in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Um, white guy, uh, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. And recently, Brett Favre has come under some uh, deserved heat because he uh, find, found a way to s- siphon off uh Five million dollars of welfare funds that was supposed to, of course, go to uh, underprivileged individuals in the poorest state in the United States, by the way, mm-hmm. Mississippi. Um, and not only did he siphon off that money, he used it to build his daughter a volleyball team at her school at Southern Miss. Now, here's what's intriguing Brett Favre, by this point, is like a gajillionaire. Like he had a very long career with the Green Bay Packers, got a couple big contracts also later in his career with the Jets and the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows how much money he's made off advertisements and using his name and likeness and right. just all kind. Of, Brett Favre's got crazy money, right? Or or at least should, unless he's got some gambling problem and is just constantly going to debt. Mm-hmm. He chose even still to steal millions of dollars from impoverished people in. Mississippi, mm-hmm. so that he could build a volleyball court for his daughter at a decently prestigious university. Like I've, 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 like I grew up in Mississippi. I've been to Southern Miss games. Like they, they got money. Mm-hmm. They got decent, like you know, alumni. Like they're they're not some poor HBCU that like barely can afford a sports pro you know what I mean like or whatever yeah. which is not always the case in a lot of HBCUs a lot of HBCUs with like thriving sports programs so don't hear me say that but basically like Brett Favre's a monster and what's interesting <laughs> yeah. is like I think I want to talk about some of the dynamics of like one like this idea of like how the poor are the ones who are like entitled mm-hmm. and like stealing from welfare programs and like lazy and don't want to go get a job and don't want to have initiative and then and then you get this guy who's literally stealing money from them that they need as their social safety net when he has money to use for his own personal use you know what's insane is is i've (laughs) seen responses to this situation of like oh well there are already millions of people Stealing from the you know uh, welfare funds anyway you know they're basically refer yeah you know like referring to people who are stealing taxpayer dollars because they're on welfare which is completely unbelievable unbelievable um, but no yeah that is that's a, a a crazy yeah just a weird dynamic of like it I don't know that Jerry Jones or any of these billionaire owners you know building stadiums with taxpayer dollars is the same level of egregious but it's mm. still like pretty bad 
It's still like, yeah, like why are, you know. You're a billionaire. Y'all are the ones who are acting entitled. <laughs> when <laughs> you, you talk about. You want a franchise. Why are you using my taxpayer dollars? Yeah, or even away from sports like, uh, you know, uh, bailouts and, you know, during recessions. Subsidies. Yeah, uh, Wall Street. Yeah. You know, all sorts of stuff like that where it's like, I want to talk about bailouts. You want to talk about entitlement. Like, yeah, the people who are getting the billions are not the people who are the ones who are, you know. Yeah. The poor. Tax cuts. Yeah. You know where where the yeah. whole the whole idea behind a tax cut is you you make more enterprise. Mm. How often do we actually see that? You know, it's like you get the tax cut and then you just kind of sit on a bunch of money and yeah. have pay less taxes, I mean, or you you know use it for stock buybacks and yeah and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you you got you got billionaires who have a, a uh, effectively lower tax rate than you and I. Mm. I'll be damned. Yeah. But Brett Favre is a monster. Yeah, and well, he's always been a terrible. Yeah, person. and so it's like one, not like to, to, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, he held the Packers hostage while he was there and was a diva. He and had like, that whole thing with uh, the cheerleader, and oh, I didn't hear about this. You you don't remember that a little sex scandal? It was like yeah, like he was sending nudes. I think uh, <laughs> of course you know <laughs> 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 some cheerleader when he was on the Jets when he was. Also bad, just just to take. A he shot was bad on the He was good on Minnesota. He was yeah, bad on. He the was kids. really good on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I liked him back then, and then he yeah. had that whole thing with uh, that cheerleader. And I think I heard. I don't know anything about this, but I heard something about kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm not going to speak on that because I don't know much about it. But he's always had a track record of of really shady stuff. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's interesting. Mm. I, I the person that just keeps coming to mind is Terrell Owens. Yeah. Who got so much crap. Mm. For being like an, an elite NFL player, like y'all, mm. Terrell Owens is like maybe the second greatest receiver of all time. Yeah, but like statistically, he's right behind Jerry Rice. Mm. And then you can make an argument he's better than Randy Moss. He's mm. better than um, who's Michael Irvin. Like all yeah. stuff. Terrell Owens is unbelievable. Mm. And like, look at the guy without his shirt on. Like today, yeah, like dang near fifty and looks like a Greek god. He like, still ran like a four five the other day. <laughs> <That's ridiculous. laughs> he's, he's almost fifty. <laughs> it was funny. He was like burning somewhere. Yeah. 20 year old uh, he's like hey keep up homie like, <laughs> but like Terrell Owens is like ridiculously good NFL football player who spent his whole career with this like kind of stereotype hanging over him that he was a bad teammate literally you had like sports analysts calling him team obliterator you know and like and like like literally like like playing off of his initials T.O. and like literally like kind of like push back his time getting into like it, oh, it took yeah. longer for him to get into the yeah, hall of fame a crime yeah because of all these accusations even though i'm like dog he balled out like yeah. he was amazing and but but like the reason it took long is well he's a he, how do we put someone with that kind of conduct in the hall of fame and it's like well the no you you put good people in the hall of fame mm-hmm. And but if you're really gonna do the character thing, if you're really gonna do it, like it's not just based off how you performed on the field. Mm-hmm. How does Brett Favre get into the Hall of Fame? Right. We knew about a lot of the stuff beforehand. Yeah. Or at least why wasn't it like also delayed like Terrell Owens? Was? Right. Yeah. No. And I mean, you'll see like probably the same things gonna happen with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. That type of stuff where it's like, oh yeah, we'll just wash over some of the darker parts of their history that were obvious like they were mm-hmm. out there um yeah no that is quite and, and then of course you obviously the big thing that everyone's talking about is like 
Colin Kaepernick Yo. lost his whole career because he didn't participate in the national anthem and got demonized. He's still getting demonized to this day. Right. Like he's always, you know, you had a, uh, you know, you had racial, uh, uh, you know, civil unrest uh, with uh, with everything going on with uh, with police shootings and everything, and and he was still getting <laughs> just completely shit on for mm-hmm. for something that happened years ago. Um, and uh, and Brett Favre is out here, you know, he's, you know, um, he's taking money from the poorest, you know state in the Amazing. in the country and Amazing. it's kind of like a thing where it's like oh what happened if you're talking to someone, yeah everyone knew about colin kaepernick yeah if you followed sports or not like you knew wait who, huge huge yeah all these media figures didn't talk about it yeah you you had to like kind of scrounge yeah for people to like and like really go in on it not just like a brief footnote yeah. of like hey so this thing with brett Favre, just so y'all know like it, it took to like you like Shannon Sharp, Nick Wright, mm-hmm. like those guys really went in. Mm-hmm. Skip kind of you know kind of tap danced around it to yeah. be real, mm-hmm. and I'm like, bro, like the you, like it should be everywhere. Yeah, there should be billboards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he should have a scarlet letter on his. Yo, <laughs> and, and let's keep it a buck. He needs to go to prison. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Like you uh, stole federal funds, right? <laughs> and and and. Like, Whoever got him the money should too. Awesome. I don't know if I've heard yeah, about governor. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also needs to go to prison. But but I but I also think like to the point that we were both kind of hitting at a little bit was like you have these people who, by the way, are desperate and poor, mm-hmm. and we have a pathetic social safety net that is not a proper supplement for like human flourishing. But you know, and it's like so we we occasionally they will report that they have more children than they actually have mm. or you know snag a couple extra food stamps or like like people trying to survive mm-hmm. getting like it's not like you're getting a little bit more so you're living in luxury yeah and it, it, you know my favorite is like people are lazy and they just live off of unemployment do you know how much unemployment is mm-hmm. bro people don't have like ps5s yeah, and lamborghinis yeah off unemployment <laughs> bro <laughs> unemployment ain't nothing uh-huh. bro and so it's like so you so you get these people who are skimming a little off the top, like trying to get a little extra to survive, mm-hmm. and it's like we demonize them, but 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 we literally because it's not just Brett Favre. We mentioned it earlier, tax cuts, subsidies, you know, regulations that stop people from having to pay proper wages or proper health benefits, and all, all this kind of stuff, like crazy amounts of like whole suburbs built with you know like crazy amounts of government grants and things of that nature but it's like but you know we're not gonna fuck we're not gonna hyperly demonize that and it's like this is just such a perfect example of like we would have demonized the hell out of any of those recipients of this welfare mm-hmm. if they would have skimmed a little off the top and i i, I want a full out assault on brett Favre verbally for what mm-hmm. he's done well and know? then also i think it kind of goes into a point that we were talking about and the other episode was uh, um, the focus on culture war mm-hmm. always seems to get pressed but when mm-hmm. you talk about stuff like money issues or like legitimate policy of you know taxpayer cuts mm-hmm. uh, or yeah um, you know Brett Favre taking money uh, you know billionaire you know usage of uh, yeah. public funds for stadiums and stuff like that like just not not as much of a you know big news type of yeah. uh, conversation and so like yeah, like the Kaepernick thing, literally, like, 
no policy change, didn't hurt anybody. Um, and then Brett Favre over here is like, it's literally like it's our money that was yeah. not ours, but you know the people yeah. in Mississippi, you know that was just stolen. It's like, oh yeah, like, which guess what, Brett Favre? Uh, that was actually predominantly white people that you stole money from. Mm-hmm. Like it was like it's a lot of like it, well actually I don't know it depends on the area that it was going in because there's some like ninety five percentile black areas in Mississippi mm-hmm. just because it's very like isolated and segregated still but like mm-hmm. but yeah like the majority of the people on welfare just by sheer you know numbers are white people mm-hmm. um, but yeah just I, I look I, like like. From one entitled quarterback to the next, and this one's a little different, but even still, like I just think there's, like, the motif of like how easy it is to just like rain down on black athletes, and then mm. seemingly how overwhelmingly difficult it is to be honest about other types of athletes. Tom Brady's another one. Mm-hmm. Like, so Tom Brady was in a game week two against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. He's losing. He's lost to the Saints a lot um, uh, four times in the regular season over the last couple of years. He beat him in a playoff game. It wasn't real. Drew Brees' ribs were hurt, so it wasn't a real game. Oh, cry um, more. And cry. there was no, no fans in the you know, stadium. It was COVID. What a, what a, what a cry Just, baby. I'm talking about you, not talking it, it wasn't real. So he won that game. So he's never really beaten the Saints, and so he's playing. like And, and, he, and then he won this game because our quarterback also had broken a broken back. And so he's still never really beaten the Saints. But anyway, he's in this game. He's down 3-0. He's losing. It's bad. He can't get his offense going. He's being a bit unrealistic because he's got two or three offensive linemen out, a couple receivers out. Um, his best receiver is being covered by his father, Marshawn Lattimore, <laughs> and so he's just not going to be productive that day because Marshawn Lattimore has Mike Evans' number. So it's kind of should have expected, like, hey, we're not the healthiest. Their defense is healthy right now. It's probably going to be a really hard day offensively. And yet he's on the sideline yelling at his teammates, cursing them out, throwing his, his, uh, his you know, screen board, you know, like screaming at the refs, like just catching a hissy fit. And it's like, look, nothing he's doing is, I don't even, I wouldn't even say finable. I wouldn't even say that any of that should be fined or mm-hmm. anything. But if it was Mike Evans, if it was Jameis Winston. I saw it with Dez. Yeah, all the time. Like he, and, and the crazy thing was he was mic'd up, and it was never anything bad. It was like him encouraging his teammates, but because he looked like he was angry, and he looked like he was screaming his head off at coaches, and it was called immaturity. Mm-hmm. It was called, um, you know, temper. Mm-hmm. It was called all sorts of things. Again, despite d- despite, yeah. uh, and I I think even the Cowboys kind of uh, spun that narrative when they cut him. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm sure they actually, you know, were well aware that he was a, you know, very, he, he had immaturity issues, but he, he mm. was definitely a more grown version of himself since his rookie season. And mm. just to think about kind of how he's painted versus when Tom Brady's blowing up on the sideline and it's great leadership, lots of passion, energy. It's just, that's such a wild thing for me to see that. And it's blatant, <laughs> yeah. especially when you consider again that Des Bryant, had been mic'd up multiple times yeah. and it was like very harmless it was chill yeah 
Yeah. So I, I actually do like Tom Brady a lot, but it's it's just kind of a, a the double standard is just a little. I agree with you on that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I've literally seen this guy take cheap shots after plays on players, and it's like, look, kind of everyone does it to an extent. Like mm-hmm. it's he the moment. Like sometimes you get a little spicy. You know, I play basketball with my friends and. I never take a cheap shot because I'm a normal human being that doesn't believe that you should try to injure your friends when you're frustrated with <laughs> your basketball performance. But like, I, I I get it. It really is. It really is a lot more normative in the NFL than you know, because it's like it's really intense. A lot, money's on the line. Careers are on the line. Very physical. And yeah. High, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I, I get it. But like Tom, Tom, like in many ways, like constantly shows a severe immaturity that is never seen as immaturity mm-hmm. even like when you look at like okay so like his social media like dude makes some kind of crazy graphic for like every game mm-hmm. and i'm like bro you you are one of 16 games on this sunday no one is overly hyped for the saints versus the bucks week two we don't even know how good these teams are yet yet he's making this big old graphic i gotta go chase some demons in New Orleans this week and I'm like bro like like and and, and, and you're gonna excuse it because you don't like the Saints but here's the thing bro like it, he does this for every thing every game he was mad when homeboy stumped on his retirement that's probably why he came back because he didn't get to do his full retirement thing the way he wanted to because the reporter put it out before he actually put it out and I'm just like bro like you are not the ultimate theater, okay? And you don't have to be. And Kennedy's probably going to disagree with me here, y'all, but <laughs> I, I think Tom Brady's a brat. And, and I think it's because the NFL has told him his entire career I mean, that his shit doesn't stink and that he's, you know, amazing. And it's just like, you are the greatest quarterback of all time. It is mm-hmm. undeniable. I tried to argue at one point that maybe Drew Brees was better than Tom Brady and that was holy funny. hell that I was look dumb now yeah, look like an idiot god <laughs> I look stupid now but oh. um, but yeah like go ahead my bad no yeah I mean I, I don't disagree with you on the whole brat thing I think that he does have tendencies to be a little bit of a brat but um I just think it's funny that you're talking about graphics and <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Before every game, I mean, like, let the man promote his his you know his what his his I don't know social media. He's new to social media. <laughs> you know, he didn't have a huge following because he had a um, I think just gotten it what two years ago. All right, I'm about to talk about the MAGA hat. Are you gonna defend the MAGA hat? No. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have a heart. <laughs> Big friend of Donald Trump. He had a MAGA hat in his locker room. It totally, it totally just went under the radar. We let it slide because I didn't know it was in the locker. But bro, see, it should have been everywhere. Oh, yeah, the whole right, MAGA right. hat, bro. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> and, and and we did. Well, yeah, I was gonna say we uh, I mean, we got that Kaepernick one day, but w- wore some socks that were a little offensive to police officers, yeah. and we all know about it. Yeah, Brady had a MAGA hat yeah. in his. You know what yeah, and like, bro, uh, I will. Uh, I don't want to come off as too much of a you know Brady apologist, advocate, but apologist. Yeah. But he he did eventually repent of supporting Donald Trump, so I, I'll give him some credit for that. But you're right, he he, he did probably really, still homies with that man. He, he just, might be. Yeah, you, he just knew right. it was bad PR. Bro. Yeah, that's hey, you know what? I don't it's wisdom know. in itself. I don't, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be a snake. You know, I don't. <laughs> I'm just playing. Well, 
another thing that's out there right now is so uh, Italy just elected a fascist. Um, uh, she's mm-hmm. a woman. I didn't know that. Um, I I'm, I don't know her name. Mm-hmm. I I've been I've been reading some stuff on her and also like listening to some stuff, but I cannot right now for the life of me remember her name. It, it's mm-hmm. easy to Google audience. Um, and Alex Kennedy's going to do it right now, <laughs> but um, you're probably not going to be able to. Say, I'm, I try. I want you to try to say it when you look it up. Oh gosh, uh, okay. Uh, but um, but what's interesting is like. I think she's the first female president of Italy ever, um, I'm pretty sure. And so there's this interesting conversation right now of like, is that a historically monumental moment? Or did we just, you know, elect Mussolini, you know? And it's like, you, you got a name? Uh, yeah, is it G- Georgia or Georgia uh, Maloney? Is that who it is? I think that's good. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think that's good. I haven't, I haven't heard it a whole bunch either. Yeah, I, um, I'm learning about this right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, gr- girl boss, you know, and so I, my, my, I guess my thing is like, okay, when we, if, if America were to finally get a female president, mm-hmm. and she's Trump 2.0, like, very much like, emotionally immature, mm-hmm. morally dubious, mm-hmm. um, uh. Uh, trying to take America back to a yesteryear that has a lot of discrimination and, and injustice. Like, do we celebrate the fact that she was a woman? Mm, well, I say no, but I also didn't celebrate Kamala Harris as a vice president either, even though a lot of people did, and I understand why. Uh, but I just thought that she was same old, very corrupt, uh, so no, yeah. If you're fascist, I don't really. I mean, what well, you might be might have longer hair, prettier, you know. Right. I, I don't care. <laughs> what, whatever door you supposedly just opened for women, you close for a lot of women also because you're a fascist. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so, uh, I mean, you could you can elect a a good woman, you know. <laughs> right. Like, like you can elect a a woman who is progressive or a woman who is uh you know has actual policy that's uplifting and mm-hmm. you know yeah so I no I, I I hate that I didn't like it when Obama was uh, I liked I, I don't know I, I had I was a kid with Obama we but like mixed I, feelings with Obama yeah right but the, the the point is like no you can be critical of Obama even though like yes acknowledge the moment that he was the first black president and everything and I don't think he, it's a difference between him and maybe a fascist president but um no, like it's very fair to be critical and <clears throat> even kind of mourning of what could have been mm-hmm. with a president who had you know broken barriers like that. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I. It's interesting because like good media representation and good public representation. Emphasis on good though. It really does mean a lot to me. Like, it really was pretty awesome seeing, like, a wholesome black family in the White House for mm-hmm. eight years. Yeah. Um, it really is awesome when I watch TV shows and I feel very well represented or movies and feel very... Re- and we had an episode about that. And maybe my views on that have evolved since that episode. Because in that episode, I was like, I don't care about representation. Just give me a populist. You know? Like, <laughs> just give me a socialist. Ah, you know? <laughs> like, or give me a progressive. I don't care. But, like, I do think that, like... You know, there is representation that just kind of does matter, and it is really awesome when your culture is properly represented in something, mm. or even just your uh, identity is well represented somewhere. 
Um, but yeah, like I, I, if a woman's dropping drones on a poor country, I don't care if she's mm-hmm. a woman. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <clears throat> if a woman's like isolating people from participating in the market or having a social safety yeah, if, she's, if she's stealing five million dollars from, <laughs> <laughs> from the poorest population <laughs> what she's probably going to do de facto uh-huh. and as a fascist in her role but mm. and, and and y'all so i keep calling her a fascist no she really is like look up her views on like social issues and you, you'll see what i'm talking mm. about but like um yeah like so i i just think it's always important just to like kind of quell that idea that like uh, you know, I we made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no. oh, my identity is now represented. Right. It's, it's a good thing. You know, it's, it's like, no, like, if Hillary would have become president of the United States, mm. she would have been better than Trump. Mm. She also would have been atrocious. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there is, there is definitely, I agree with you on the, like, media representation and everything. There's value in the first of you know, a demographic being represented, and so I don't want to knock that. Mm. Um, I just don't think there's there's way more negative value in electing a fascist. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like the yeah. whole world suffers for your identity. Yeah. Being <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I do remember that uh, that identity politics episode, and I think on you know on the whole, I generally agree. Like, yeah, you know, if it's between Bernie Sanders or reelecting. Obama, I'm choosing Bernie Sanders. One hundred percent. You know, I don't care how white he is. Yeah, he can age like milk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let him take care of the poor. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Jesus was ugly. I guess you know Isaiah fifty three was like yeah, he, said he, something about was he mid? He, I guess yeah. yeah it was something. like he wasn't great to look yeah. upon. Or I wouldn't attend. I'm like bl- right. <laughs> I'm, I'm blank. Oh, I don't know why I'm blanking on that verse. It's such a it's such a like common. Uh-huh. Uh, verse, but yeah, like I don't care what you look like, just just be dope. Like, yeah, Jesus was dope. Um, but anyways, uh, one of the last things, maybe the last thing, uh, let's talk about your boy out here sliding in the DMs and employees, <laughs> cheating on Nia Long. Out yeah, here, no. Uh, shout out to uh, who was the politician who? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Who lost his goddamn mind <laughs> and decided to? Was it Bowman or something? <laughs> Pull it up from thirty, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, oh uh, uh, Bowman. I'm tr- I'm slipping on his uh, first name. He's like one, Jay he's, or something. Yeah, he's he's a part of the uh, Social Democrat. You can look it up. Real quick. He's yeah, a part of the good. Social Democrats. Um, uh, you know, like kind of the AOC and all those different members of Congress. Um, and yeah, basically after Nia Long got cheated on by her husband, who's a Boston Celtics head coach, Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman, uh, yeah. yeah. After she got <laughs> cheated on by her husband with uh, with I guess one of his employees, um, he he posted a post where he was basically just like. Um, uh, that that's so disgusting, and black women don't deserve that. And we should have a knee along holiday. And people are like, hey, "Yo, bro, <laughs> chill, bro, and throw some water on, homie, bro." <laughs> oh, that was that was a beautiful moment in Twitter history. It was like a um, who was it? Uh, a, the Bernie Mac uh, uh, side eye look on the, from Friday. <laughs> Yeah, oh, my man was out here looking at Nia Long like she was Miss Parker. Uh, but, like, 
No, it was kind of crazy. And he and he he came back with a little with a little follow up posts of him and his wife. He was like, "Just so y'all know, I love my you know my queen or whatever." And I'm like, "Boy, this post drips of honey. Go change that right now." (laughs) (laughs) Nia Long ain't got nothing on Uh, me. (laughs) No, I thought it was funny too. I he could have definitely deleted it, but I feel like he probably left it up for uh, because <laughs> because yeah. it's like it's trending it's a, so it's, it's, your L of you. it's yeah. a L of you and it's already screenshotted uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so it ain't going so yeah right. deleting it kind of makes it look even worse <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, the L. so anyway there was a person who actually committed a sin I mean <laughs> Jamal was close to committing a sin there's another individual who actually committed a sin it's this individual who um, y- yeah so I, I think it's important to talk about power dynamics here right uh-huh. so it's like Sure, there's nothing actually wrong. So this coach was suspended for the year mm-hmm. for having. Uh, it wasn't for the affairs, but because he was having relations with another employee of the Boston Celtics organization, mm-hmm. who I'm assuming he was above. What, what, what was her position? I don't know. I don't think they specified because I think uh, I think they kept her pretty anonymous. A lot yeah. of people speculated on who it was and put pictures out. It was kind of weird. But, <laughs> <That's so> uh, <laughs> Like, let me um, find the finest girl. Yeah, and, and also disrespectful because now all of a sudden right. people are assuming that she's a, you know, like <laughs> dying. Yeah, you know, she, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, but no, yeah. Basically, he, uh, someone in the organization, he had sex with them. Uh, at first, it was reported consensually, and then there was a report later that um, she had complained about unwanted remarks or something like that, mm. and that's what led the Celtics to do the investigation. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of opinions just yeah, based off of those two things. Everything's but. everywhere right now, but you know, it's one of those situations where it's like power dynamics are a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to assume that she was in a lower, you, you, you know, like a head coach is a pretty high up position yeah, in an organization like that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, there's only a few people higher than you. Um, and so I'm going to assume that she was of a kind of a lower status within the organization. And, you know, the affair is its own thing. That's not, it's not illegal to have an affair. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. don't do that to your wives or to your husbands, those Mm -hmm. of you who are listening, but it's not illegal. And so it's an interesting thing because at the same time, um, when you're talking about a relationship within an organization where, you have power. You have control. You have, um, you may have sway over that person's rise in their career, their mm-hmm. next job, their you know whatever. It's like it's hard for that to really be consensual, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that a lot of I think those those conversations are going to be much more and more like prevalent because growing up, like I used to hear, well, if you let people be gay then anything's free game sexually. No, yeah. And I'm like, no, like we're going to have nuanced conversations yeah, I, about all types of relationships. I haven't seen people marry animals like they said. Yo, they told me, I was told. Yeah, I haven't seen, they told me that they were going to uh, marry uh, like stadiums and yeah. like, like buildings and property. <laughs> Refrigerators. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm still waiting for the wedding invitation. Yo, <laughs> like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it's like now it's not happening and people mm. are just gay and they're happy and that's, yeah. you know, that's fine, right? Um, but, but, you know, but it's like, uh, yeah, and I think nuanced conversations about like, I, I think there is, there are situations where like, you're 40 out here, mm. she's 23, you got a lot of money, she's fresh out of college, 
is that really an equitable relationship? Mm. Can love happen and it's cool? I, I can't judge every situation just because it looks like there's a weird difference in power dynamic. Mm-hmm. But I am going to at least look <clears> at it a little bit suspect because it's like, how much say does she really have in that? You, even if she's like kind of on board with it, you also are like kind of drawing her in with like, I'm rich, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm just bringing up a hype. This is a hypothetical situation. This isn't the age disparity between the two individuals we're talking about. But like, yeah, I, I, I think we have to have nuanced conversations about, it's not like make it illegal for there to be a certain age gap number. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want people to keep their liberty. But like, as a society, we do need to frown upon certain relationships. And as an organization, I think the Boston Celtics did a good job, as far as from what we know, mm-hmm. of saying, hey, that wasn't appropriate. And so we're going to, you know, we're going to suspend him. We're going we're gonna to put him yeah. in some trouble. And it was a pretty big suspension. I, I'm curious... Not that it's really any of my business, but I am curious. Like, someone around me said something about, like, oh, yeah, I heard it was a, a, one of the, you know, his coworkers' wives or something like that. Um, I don't think there's any actual report of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like, if that was something, because a year is, is a long time to suspend someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are out here saying the whole N-word. Right. <laughs> and they get to sell their team. Right. You know, like, uh, but, what, uh, what, was, what was the homie from the Suns, what was he going to get? The fine and what else? Oh, he got uh, the the owner who said uh, yeah. all sorts of racist things. Yeah, and uh, sexist, and he he was a mess, y'all. Yeah, and then Phoenix oh, oh and and then his did you see his apology? <laughs> God forgives. Apology? I put yeah. quotes. Uh, yeah. I be, I have a religion that believes in atonement and forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> what did he say? He basically said something like, um, um, you know, like basically kind of poked at cancel, cancel culture, culture a yeah, little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like God, get, like, bro, get this man out of them. You're yeah. not being canceled. You're being you're being challenged because you're being held accountable because mm-hmm. you were out here saying the N word. Yeah, bro. like you wild, bro. Right. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> he got a million dollar fine, I think, and um, there was I can't remember what else, but it was it was a a big fine to us. Right. I don't know what it's like for him or not, yeah. but um, pennies. Yeah, but no, yeah, he and, and then I think by public pressure he was. Basically, yeah. Okay, now I have to sell the team. Mm. Probably players were gonna ask for trades if if it, you know, I don't know if they were. Or <laughs> Bro, I'm Chris Paul. I got there real yeah. quick. Chris Paul has dealt with this twice now. <laughs> <laughs> has Chris Paul been called the N word at any point by a white owner in this league? Because at this point, <laughs> he's been in the organization <laughs> that has had the uh, the big public debacle twice. Mm. Bro, Chris Paul had been called the N-word. No, so there was a point when um, when he was a, a free agent. I think he was with the Clippers. He just got <laughs> traded to the Clippers. And there was a report that he, when he was a free agent, he was his next team he wanted to have a black coach. And at the time, I was in like junior high or high school or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, why does it matter? You know, I'm, that's what mm-hmm. I'm in my mind. I'm, now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I you know I, I still think that white coaches can you know be great and everything but yeah, I kind of see yeah. you know yeah like I, I see what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about Chris you know no. you've gone through a lot and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy bro I mean like and uh, there's gonna be a memoir one day where Chris Paul's gonna be like yes on five occasions I was called <laughs> I was called the hard ER uh, like it uh, was rough and, but no yeah like so yeah I was wondering what was the comparison on the on the disciplinary actions but one was an organization disciplinary action and one was an NBA wide disciplinary so a little mm-hmm. different you know but like but yeah a year, a year is steep and so there's probably more going on there maybe it was 
illicit like conduct and not just consensual you know mm-hmm. and so i mean that that's possible at this point but yeah but it, but but power dynamics are important and we need mm-hmm. to remember like hey like even if you're in a friendship if you're in a friendship and y'all work together y'all are co-workers or whatever and like there's power differential i, I don't know like just even if you're not like even if y'all don't work together like even if I don't know let's, let's say you're adam levine you know and and someone's an instagram model or something uh-huh. like that which is a true story i don't know if you saw that it's actually i heard about it i just was so busy with uh yeah. talking trash about that yeah, so. yeah you were coming, you were coming <laughs> at crazy, so many bro. things at once dad gonna have to square up on you he you know look i'm i'm a bit of a troll i'm not gonna lie but yeah. you know he if he uh he's, after a couple of those tweets i was like oh he won't, he won't do anything he's gonna run down he's, on he you. won't do it you know why because he he, he's well, he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly, he can't you know, fight you. Yeah. I was gonna say he's he hurt. Well, that's also true. Yeah. Average, but uh, he, but he works out, so he could probably. Yeah, I do need to kick get back your ass. Gym. So, yeah. um, but like, and that was not a shot at you. It's just he works out. No, he, he's an he's a he's a. <laughs> He's an athlete, bro. <laughs> say what you got to say. <laughs> anyway, bro. But, like, yeah, like, you know, Adam Levine got caught up with an Instagram model that he was cheating on his wife with. And, you know, she talked about it as being kind of a manipulative relationship, the individual that he cheated with. She's mm-hmm. a young Instagram model. You're Adam Levine. You're sliding in my DMs. You know, it's at least an intriguing thought. And then all of a sudden, like, he's texting her after, I guess, after their affair is done, saying, hey, me and my wife just had a kid. I want to name her after you, which was really weird. Oh, that is weird. And then I think the reason it got out is because she sent it to some friends. Some friends were like, oh, this is money if I get it to a tabloid. And it took off. But, yeah, like, it's just like, not only is it creepy, but it's like, bro, like, one, you're married, so, like, respect your marriage. Two, like, we, I just think there are just situations that, like, it's not illegal, there's nothing immoral about it, but, like, just don't date that person. You just Mm -hmm. have a power dynamic, you know what I mean? It's just, like, if you're the pastor of a church and you're single and there's a congregation, it's, like, just be uber careful. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should just marry someone outside of your church. I don't know, like, just... Yeah, just 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 yeah, or shift the power structure. But. True, mm. true. We don't like hierarchy. Yeah, let's talk. We we're gonna talk about that in the other yeah. series hierarchy. But yeah, so those are those are some of the biggest things happening right now. We just wanted to kind of give our give our uh, give our thoughts on it. Um, you feel like you got it all off your chest? Yeah, yeah. I feel like a uh, A uh, and M will beat LSU later in the season. Uh, I didn't think I said that when you were talking your nonsense about Brian Kelly and all of that but um, I said that on the other episode oh did you yeah well I'm saying it now so <laughs> so there we go hey Brian Kelly really the goat bro Every, everyone's gonna find out he's the next Nick Saban but no yeah like I, I feel like I also got it all off my chest and like I did have some like kind of shaded thoughts some of the Jaden Daniels haters he's out here with like my man's out here completing like 77, 78% of his passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing well. So lack of precision, uh, you know. <laughs> but thank y'all so much for joining us. These are going to be fun episodes. The other ones are fun too for me. Like I'm a nerd. Kennedy's a nerd, you know. So it's like those are fun too. But like these are fun just getting to talk about pop culture, talk about sports stuff that like is happening in the world that we want to put a we want to put a leftist spin on those situations and. 
and we hopefully we did that um, successfully in this episode. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, encouragements, you want to slam Kennedy because he's full of it, like please email us Go ahead. at the uh, the moral minority show at gmail.com. And uh, we love y'all. Thank y'all almost always so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon.